Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Is someone you love in a relationship with somebody who tells the same joke over and over? Somebody who has the audacity to starfish the bed? Now, be honest. Is that somebody you? Look, MeUndies knows relationships aren't perfect. That's why they're celebrating imperfectly perfect matches with their new Valentine's Day collection. Starting now and for a limited time only, new MeUndies customers get 25% off matching pairs and free shipping. Express your one-of-a-kind relationship when you match your bottom half to your better half in fun, limited edition prints. If you're single, mingle in matching pairs with your friends or fam. You can even get dog hoodies or buddy bands to match your four-legged BFF. Be sure to check out all of MeUndies' sustainably soft undies, socks, bralettes, loungewear, and more available in sizes extra small to 4XL. Get 25% off your first order of matching pairs, plus free shipping, at MeUndies.com slash VDay25. That's MeUndies.com slash VDay25. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of SI's new podcast, Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered some of the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. And now that continues on our show. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. Kevin Spacey is apparently returning to the big screen. Jody Turner-Smith is opening up about the racist backlash she's getting for her portrayal of historic white queen Anne Boleyn. And we're talking with Beth Demon about the reckoning that's come in the craft beer industry. It's May 24th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shiloh Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Okay, Casey, I am... I, there was this photo that was, oh, no, wait, I know what photo you're talking about. It was all over the internet. And I was like, what the hell is going on? So it was Tessa Thompson, Taika Waititi and Rita Ora all Mm -hmm. making out with each other, like some Mm -hmm. drunken Sunday brunch hookup. And I I don't know how to feel about it. I'm hoping that they're a throuple and that this isn't some kind of stage weird movie thing. It seemed very real i'm just i i support it but i want to understand it <laughs> i just don't get where rita ora comes into play here like at least the other two are we're filming a movie together in australia i don't know what's happening with rita ora but you know what i support them <laughs> i support whatever they want do uh, you know what's funny though when i was like i know what photo you're talking about i was thinking about this photo but i could have also been talking about the ben affleck and j-lo photo <laughs> celebs really had a hookup weekend. I'm jealous. Um, I feel like everyone's having a good time but me. But what's weird to me about this is that I think Taika was actually in a relationship. I forget if it was with Tessa or with Rita, but to throw in a third is just... It's not with Tessa. Okay, so it must have been with Rita. So then Tessa just came out of nowhere. But again, I support it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so that was some great gossipy news to start with, but we are going to move on to some absolutely infuriating news. Kevin Spacey has booked his first official role in four years. He will return to the big screen in Franco Nero's Luomo Che Di Senio Dio with Vanessa Redgrave. The film is reportedly about a blind artist with the ability to draw portraits of people based on only hearing their voices. In case you might have forgotten, multiple sexual assault charges and other misconduct issues against Spacey first surfaced in 2017. The cases against him include at least 20 young men reporting alleged sexual misconduct by the actor at a London theater, The Old Vic, between 1995 and 2013. In addition to those allegations, Spacey's legal issues also included two separate sexual assault cases in Los Angeles. When asked about bringing Spacey on for the film, Nero told ABC News, quote, I'm very happy Kevin agreed to participate in my film. I consider him a great actor and I can't wait to start the movie. Spacey has not commented. You know, I think I speak for both of us, Casey, when I say I was hoping to never hear from him again, ever. Didn't want to see him. Didn't want to see him in anything. I'm shocked that he was cast in something. What were these directors thinking? I They clearly weren't. Or, or you know what? They were thinking, you know what? It's fine. And it's not. <laughs> It's not like he's a predator. I mean, we've talked about this over the past few weeks about, you know, YouTube and TikTok stars and what it really means to be canceled and if they ever can be. And it looks like uh, once again, we've seen people are not really canceled for good. And I feel like, okay, if you've done something bad, whatever, like, like small, small things, but he is a legitimate predator. No, he he doesn't deserve a redemption arc. And he's seemingly trying to make one for himself. And it's not okay. And I don't think people are helping him. I hate it. Meanwhile, actor Jodie Turner-Smith is opening up about the backlash she's received for her title role in Channel 5's upcoming series, Anne Boleyn. And she just opened up about what that backlash has been like. She will be the first Black person to play Boleyn, the historic white royal who was the Queen of England from 1533 to 1536. Now, Jodie said she knew people would have strong opinions about the role, stating, quote, I did know that this role would be something that people felt very passionately about, either in a positive or a negative way, because Anne is a human in history who people feel very strongly about. But she also discussed the fact that the series stars a nearly all-female production team, saying, when something's helmed by female filmmakers, there's so much power in that. You know, there is so much power in that, but there's also, you know, just as there's racism, there's sexism here. So they're definitely going to be attacked for that. But to specifically talk about the racism here, you know, many people are racist. So this doesn't surprise me in the least bit. It's awful. And I'm so sorry she has to see this online and wherever she's hearing it because it just it's ugh. It's so it's so infuriating. I know. And like, obviously, the backlash is hard to deal with. Um, I believe she mentioned that this was happening at a time when she had, you know, was having her first child and like was seeing all of this stuff online. But that aside, it's being made. And like, I think that that's what's really important is that, yes, the backlash is very unfortunate. And like people are always, unfortunately, I think going to be racist, but at least she's still going to be making this historic move. And like she still gets to play this role. And I think that that's the thing that we should take away from it. Yeah, I'm excited for Black Anne. I'm excited for Black Ariel under the sea. Like, bring it. I love it. So moving on, it's no secret that the past couple of years have brought forth a national reckoning about the biases and pressure many women encounter in the workforce. Today, we're taking a closer look into the accusations of sexism and assault sending shockwaves across the craft beer industry. 
What began as a simple question for women about their experiences with sexism on a personal Instagram page has rapidly spiraled into a mass callout of the craft beer industry. To help us rip the Band-Aid off, we're talking with journalist Beth Demon about her recent good beer hunting piece, Buzzkill, the physical, psychological, and financial price women pay for working in beer. Hi, Beth. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. You know, so we have a lot to break down in terms of this massive reckoning taking place. But Beth, I'm so happy we have you joining us to break this all down. You're a journalist who focused specifically in the craft beer industry, which is unique. Can you explain how you got into this field and what your relationship is with the industry? Absolutely. So my journalism background is virtually nil. I have a degree in painting and printmaking, so I am not professionally trained. But in 2008, I moved from Richmond, Virginia to San Diego, California. And that was right at the same time that the current wave of craft beer really was taking off. At the time, I was a food blogger just for fun because that was the era of food blogging. And in 2015, our local alt-weekly, San Diego City Beat, which is now closed, uh, put out an ad and said that they needed a new beer writer. So I was still doing my marketing nine to five, and I thought I would give it a shot just for a side gig. I ended up getting it, and it kind of snowballed from there. In 2016, I took the leap to go to full-time freelance, and I have never looked back. Um, but just in terms of specializing in craft beer, that was just kind of the right place, right time. I was able to make a lot of connections very early, and I'm just lucky to be able to pursue something that I'm passionate about. Yeah, that's really nice. Also amazing <laughs> that you have like an art background. I feel like you're, uh, what's the word? Um, a, a double whammy? Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, my, my art is really through words now, which uh, I've always had a passion for. But um, but yeah, every every now and again, I get to doodle. But don't don't take my Instagram as my like artistic <laughs> prowess because I, I'm a terrible photographer. So, you know, things really came to a head earlier this month when Brienne Allen, a production manager at Notch Brewing in Massachusetts, posted a simple question to other women on her Instagram page saying, what sexist comments have you experienced? Can you break down what the reaction was to that? Oh, yeah. I mean, the the reaction to that was really a range from shock to just deep sadness. And when Brienne first posted that question, she had about 2,200 Instagram followers. And I checked this morning and it's nearly 57,000 wow. and counting. So clearly people were ready to, to talk about this. And I'm not totally sure why this was the catalyst, but I'm personally very glad it's finally being addressed in a more mainstream way. But one quote from Brienne that particularly stuck out to me was, I feel like our society is conditioned to know that women get abused and we're all just kind of okay with it because we're expecting it. And that's true. You know, we have expected it for a long time, but uh, we, we really shouldn't have to. So what are some of the allegations being made? Oh, they range from, you know, microaggressions most women in beer have faced, things like customers not believing they could be brewers, questioning whether they even like beer, that sort of thing. But but the stories, I mean, they escalated pretty quickly with women sharing accounts of sexual harassment, assault, rape. So really, it's run the gamut of accusations across the country and world. Well, we'll be right back to talk more about the lack of inclusivity in the craft beer industry.
SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. I'm Eve Rodsky, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fair Play and Find Your Unicorn Space. Activist on the gender division of labor, attorney, and family mediator. And I'm Dr. Aditi Narukar, a Harvard physician and medical correspondent with an expertise in the science of stress, resilience, mental health, and burnout. We're so excited to share our podcast, Time Out, a production of iHeart Podcasts and Hello Sunshine. We're uncovering why society makes it so hard for women to treat their time with the value it deserves. So take this time out with us. Listen to Time Out, a Fair Play podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever felt depressed about work, only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job, and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant, and I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy, so that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could. At Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. You actually don't. Welcome back. We're talking with Beth Demon about the reckoning that's happening in the craft beer industry. You know, I think a lot of people think of this as a small niche industry, but in reality, it's a huge business. The market's exploded in the past decade, making it a $22 billion industry. But a lot of these breweries seem like they're almost run like bars, and that could easily blur the lines between professional and social boundaries. How has your experience as a woman in this field highlighted that? Well, I mean, you're absolutely right. There is a social element in beer that kind of blurs the line between your profession and just something that you like to drink. Eating and drinking together has been part of the social fabric since people first banded together for survival. So it takes a pretty extraordinary amount of diligence and self-awareness to separate the two. And often, those who are best at doing so might find that their careers might not take off as fast as they would otherwise if they had just stayed for that extra nightcap, if they had just put themselves in a situation that alcohol really uh, exacerbates uh, dangers for women and other marginalized people. So I think that personally, you know, I've I've gone through plenty of these microaggressions being a woman working in beer, even as a journalist, people question my credentials constantly. So a lot of these stories are, you know, while they are deeply individual, they really are pretty universal. Mm -hmm. So what kind of fallout are we seeing for breweries in the aftermath of Brienne's post? Well, some very prominent brewers and breweries have either stepped down or been let go. We've seen a real outpouring of statements from trade organizations like local and state guilds, you know, promising to take steps to address this, things like that. So what's going to happen kind of remains to be seen. But, you know, some women are going to leave the beer industry. Many already have. Some are going to create their own spaces. Some are going to try to stay to create change from within the system that already exists. So all of those are completely valid, but there are a couple things happening right now that 
could serve as the real sea change for the industry. Employees at Modern Times, uh, for instance, they they have an Oakland location. They went on strike briefly until the CEO and co-founder stepped down in light of allegations made towards him and the brewery at large. Uh, Forming a labor union is a possibility. Uh, Very few breweries are unionized and there isn't an industry-wide option, but that's, that's a possibility. You know, how how useful or thorough these statements uh, will be remains to be seen. But I'm, I'm hoping that at least, you know, codes of conduct for beer festivals and things like that will be implemented a little bit more thoroughly and across the industry. And this type of behavior will not be tolerated anymore. Uh, it's been overlooked for so long. You know, I'm not I don't know that much about the craft beer industry. I'm a wine drinker. Um, but from, from what I do know and from these accounts, there seems to be a huge disconnect when it comes to how craft beer actually portrays itself to the masses. You know, on the outside, it's this welcoming and inclusive environment and very counterculture. But on the inside, that's really not the case. Have, have you seen this firsthand? Absolutely. And this this isn't new. This isn't just beer. Wine has seen it. Spirits has seen it. Hospitality has seen it. But really, any male-dominated industry has gone through or will go through a similar reckoning, especially the ones that are perceived as having this social cachet or that, that is very counterculture or is considered quote-unquote cool. And I think that that does set craft beer apart from some of these other industries. Uh, it tends to attract creatively-minded people who wouldn't necessarily thrive in nine-to-five environments. They they shrug off boring things like rules and org charts. And that's not always a good thing for people who are further down the chain of command. And alcohol, it doesn't cause bad behavior, but it increases the risk that vulnerable people face, both from predators feeling empowered to give in to their worst impulses, as well as reducing the capability of victims to to fight back. So craft beer is not unique, but I do think that there are some unique circumstances that increase the potential for toxic environments to flourish relatively unchecked. You know, when I first saw the story, it was shocking and emboldening, but it also felt very familiar. You know, we've seen these kinds of reckonings take place in a lot of industries. Do you feel like that is why this is happening now? Does it feel like we're creating safer spaces that are empowering vulnerable people to speak up? Well, I certainly hope so. I mean, if you look at the social justice movements that sparked after George Floyd uh, was murdered last year, um, I I think that people are, they're at home, they're ready to pay attention, they're ready to give importance to things that previously they didn't give importance to. And I think that Brienne has really helped unite women in beer in a way that hasn't happened before. And I think now that the issue is getting a little bit more mainstream coverage, I have sensed a little bit of smugness kind of coming from people outside of craft beer who have viewed the entire community really as a punchline for a long time. I mean, if you think about the stereotypes around craft beer, it's the hipster, bearded, tattooed millennial, and it's it's totally true. And generally speaking, you know, so I'm, I'm not surprised that people looking at craft beer are kind of smirking at this implosion uh, that's going on. But speaking as someone who is part of the industry, it's it has been really hard to align the reality of being a woman in craft beer with the narrative that craft beer has created for itself. The message has always been that it's this pioneer of progressivism, this utopia of inclusion and equitability. And it's it's just not true. The situation has has proved that. You know, you mentioned unions and strikes, but what's next after this? 
Well, there are some avenues that are available to people who want to make change. And and at an organizational level, people really are starting to step up. But really, it boils down to individuals. There is a huge lack of organizational support in place to help address these types of issues. Most small breweries don't even have a human resource department. And even when they do, it's not always in the best interests of employees and has absolutely nothing to offer consumers. So uh, Safe Bars is one program that provides bystander intervention training through things like de-escalation techniques. The National Sexual Violence Resource Center also provides similar tips and strategies. And there are a number of hospitality-centric programs like Craft Beer and Brewing's Guide to Anti-Harassment for Small Breweries, which was written by my good beer hunting colleague, Kate Bernat. There are plenty of equity advocates who have been running mentorship and consulting services. One of them is Beer Diversity, run by Ren Navarro in Canada. But really, until people feel safe enough and empowered enough to speak up when they see or hear things that just aren't right, even if it's, you know, quote unquote, just a joke, we won't be able to stop bigger issues from happening like harassment and assault. Well, Beth, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, some people don't deserve redemption arcs. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, (laughs) I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's, I'm loving it. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, G! Leaping grab Devontae Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.